podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, good afternoon, good evening to the full-time Reds. Liverpool 1, Aston Villa 0 from Anfield. Uh, Oh, (laughs) it was one of those, it was one of those. Um, If you're in here and you're watching, um, hit the like button. Um, If you've not subscribed, hit the subscribe button. You know yourself, if you're listening back on the audio podcast, go and give us a review, five stars, all that sort of stuff. Um, Jonathan Boland. Kev is straight in here, and I'm going to get his comment up in a minute as soon as I sort it out. Um, but Kev, just before I get his comment up, your initial thoughts on all that, please. It was a hell of a game of football. Um, I thought for how well we played, we deserved the win. We deserved the three points, no doubt. But there's so much controversy in that first half. I mean, we'll get into it in a bit, but my God. The nerves were jangling at the end, but I never felt that we were going to lose it in any way, even with Addison. I mean, Addison got away with one, but overall, pure relief more than anything else that we got the three points, especially the way the other results have gone today as well. Yeah, Jonathan Bones has honestly felt sick all the way through that match at Wales refereeing after watching the City match. So hard to stomach, but thankfully our lads got there in the end. Um, It's a huge three points, Kev, because... When you look how City went earlier, Raul Jimenez had an absolute brain fart brain of fart. massive proportions. And City managed to score um, and win the game 1-0. You look at Chelsea go ahead, get pegged, sorry, go come from behind to go 2-1 up, get pegged back um, in the 84th minute or so and win it with a, a second penalty of the day from Jorginho to make three points. We were just saying before we come on here, it would have been criminal for us to, to lose um, points there today after what happened with both those sides. Yeah, it would have been. I mean, it's going to be like this for the rest of the season, I think, until someone has a dip. It's going to be whoever plays first, you have to match or beat what they do. And, I mean, normally this doesn't happen until March, but here we are in December and that's just the way it is. Um, (sighs) Chris Brack, him and his is still a red cap. Nah, I'm sorry. The first tackle wasn't yellow and the second one was... You know, be careful when you take a free, quick free kick. But that's just my view on it. But on the comment earlier about the referee today, Stuart Atwell, he had an absolute mare. Mm. There was three penalty shouts. Two for me were clear. One, yeah, I can argue the toss and accept that it wasn't. Mm. But there was Villa were very lucky to have 11 men on the pitch at halftime. Nakamba could have had a second yellow for a high-footed tackle on Sadio that never got punished at all. Yeah, and I just thought he was... The refereeing standards in the Premier League are poor anyway. But today, across the two games that I've seen so far, and I've got a feeling we're going to see more in match of the day, it's, um, it needs addressing because you're not dealing with a farmer's league here. You know, it's, 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 it's crazy. We have the best players in the world we have the best managers from all over the world but the referees have to be English why why can't we employ yeah, the best big, referees this is a big this is a big gripe of yours and, and Daddy Pigs yeah. no business trying to sell for a one goal lead it was frustrating to watch and we also missed easy chances Manny also played too relaxed no urgency it's getting annoying I thought we were okay yeah I thought we played really well you know and, and I always do at the end of a match I go and I look back and I look at the stats um, just, just to get you 
just so people, because people watch the match, we all watch the match and go, yeah, one nil. Oh, and look, don't get me wrong, last couple of minutes, you're, you're bricking yourself. But Liverpool have um, doubled the amount of successful passes of Villa. Villa have four shots in the game, none on target. Now, the Allison one is a bit is is the outlier there where it's a, it's a mistaken. He's a bit lucky to get away with that. Um, they've no shots on target. Um, they've ninety passes in total in their half in in the whole game. Liverpool have two hundred and fifty six or something like that. But Kev, it's a fair point about the chances, um, because it's one of those where if you look at Wolves last week, it was a poor game. Liverpool were in control. Yeah. It was a poor game. We weren't. It was not a frustrating so much, Not game, so much. Right? Yeah, not so much. We were missing chances, but we were just that final ball to make that chance, or wherever it might be, wasn't there. But today there was chances missed, and and like we've we we've we went the record eighteen games. I think scoring two or more. We've now won our last two league games by one goal to nil. You're going to get that mix, Kev, aren't you? Yeah, you yeah, know. And, and it's okay to have a goal and say we should have put these away. We should have put these away, but. It's okay. You're going to get that mix where you dog one one nil or you win at last minute two one or yeah. you know. And there is ones where you win three or four nil. It's. I think it's. I, I said it last week. This is a twenty plus game running, and this is the nerves that you're starting to see yeah. in mid December. And the crazy thing is, you only get three points for a one nil win. You get three points for a six nil win. It doesn't matter a jot how you get over the line. It's getting over the line. I'd worry if we weren't getting chances. Yeah. If we were riding our luck and pinching games 1-0 and holding on in games, I'd be really concerned. I'm not concerned when we're getting 20 shots in a game and some days it doesn't work. And to be fair, with when the team lineup came out and we seen Ox up playing in the false nine, we always I thought anyway, ooh, this is... Um, I was surprised. But he did say Origi, Origi missed that were knocked to his knee and Jota yeah. clearly didn't have 90 in him. No, and you could see that when he came on. I didn't. He just didn't look right either. Mm. But I was kind of looking at it and thinking, well, if you're not going to play, if you're going to play Oxley Chamberlain in that position over Tacky, who's done okay when he's played, then you obviously he obviously sees Tacky as a midfielder, an attacking midfielder, not an option to play up front. Yeah, and that's that's the only conclusion you can take from that. And it, for me, it's a position that we have to address in January whether it's a short-term fix to get you over the line for 18 months or a more permanent thing if there's off, if there's value to be had somewhere. you No, no disrespect to Oxlade-Chamberlain, he can do a job. But I thought Villa defended pretty well. They do. They managed the game pretty well. There were, do you know what I had a sniff off of me? Do you remember when Chelsea came with Mourinho? The you know the Jared slip, the yeah. what have you? That game, Chelsea took time out of that game at every opportunity, and Villa did the same. And I don't blame Villa for that. I don't blame Emmy Martinez for trying to but waste you, time you, and actually young to waste time. But as long is, as they're allowed to get away with it by a weak referee. Yeah, but the, like Chris Brack says, LFC have found a way of getting the job done, like we did two years ago. We dominated the game, and Villa hadn't a shot on target. Um, and it was let me see, uh, there was one more there. That I wanted to say, um, it was from Emma. Oh, there it is. There he says um, he felt he felt Liverpool were excellent today. Villa played not to get hammered, and I wasn't surprised at all by Villa's no. out, out, out put their outlook on this game because, like or not, Liverpool fans watched a lot of Rangers because of you know yeah 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 he's a former Liverpool <laughs> player and he's managing at Rangers and. The big discussion always comes up over, well, Gerard, take over Liverpool, when will it happen? This question come up again this week. Klopp kind of said, yeah, when the time is right, I think he will. You know, Klopp's just 
the sound has fell in the water. It's, it's yeah, it's a standard answer, and it's yeah, but but the, but, but the thing is, like, um, anyone that's watched a lot of Rangers will see compact, look to defend really well, um, don't let the game get overly stretched to expose yourself. That's what you done at Rangers, and when I watched them against Leicester last week in particular, when the game got stretched, Villa looked in trouble. Villa looked yeah. in trouble because I don't know. I think they're, they've good defenders. I don't in a defensive setup. I think when they're exposed to space and pacing behind a movement, that's when they struggle. And I include all of the back four in that. Yeah. All of them. You know, that sort of way. So I wasn't surprised with the out- outlook of them. But now, having said that, Liverpool are one of the best teams in Europe. They should be going out and beating Aston Villa fairly handy. But you will get days, a bit like Wolves last week, where they just defend for their lives. Wolves had one shot, I think, on target last week. Something like that, yeah. Right? Villa had zero. Okay. Liverpool had yeah. a combined total of probably somewhere closing in on 40 shots on goal in those two games. And the only thing you can kind of throw them for me is, yeah, there was some chances missed. Yeah, there was maybe the final ball or a bit of um, composure here and there. And if we show a bit of composure, Kev, we win that 2 or 3-0. Let's be honest about it. Yeah, you do. I mean, especially with the counter-attacks at the end. The, the, sad, uh, the more Salah one where he tried to nip it back... He has absolutely no confidence in his right foot whatsoever. You almost wish that when they were breaking like that, they swapped sides. Mm. Sadio or Sadio come down the right and Mo Salah go down the left because it gives you so many more flexible options. But they always tend to go down the same sides as they normally line up in. Um, Centurion there saying Alisson had a bad game. He didn't. He didn't his all have a bad game. His distribution was perfect. He had... He, he slipped won. in the first half, and he had a a fluff in the second half. Yeah. But a bad game? He didn't have an opportunity to have a bad game. He didn't yeah. have a fucking shot. Uh, Avo says loads of teams have tried to stop being hammered by us. Villa done a, a decent job today, even though they were negative. Absolutely, they've done a decent job today. You know, but I go back to... I, go back, I always look back at that Southampton win where we win 4-0, and... I don't, I don't... I understand why teams are really negative and defensive I get that mm. but I, I can't understand how they don't commit a little bit more when they get the opportunities which do come their way whether it's deep in their own midfield or halfway up their own up the pitch where they get a break and they can go and move and try take those chances I don't think Villa done that at all today and I knew about the lineup when I seen Ashley Young in it I knew about the yeah. lineup what they were what they were going to be at but Kev you can't it's another three points and, and you move on and we got Newcastle at home during the week and you yeah. just go one more just three more points, please, because like you said, um, three points for a win, regardless of what the score is. You like to see them winning a bit, a bit better, but um, overall, you just have to, you just have to say, look, it was a nervy game, um, yeah, nervy game at times. Set. It was a frustrating game at times from from different aspects, but overall, Liverpool have got the win, and that's all that matters. At the end of the day, when you look back in May you'll glance over this game because it's just 1-0. Jared came back and he got a nice reception when he arrived. And we did our job and we went home. And that's all you'll look at it as. And I don't care about games like this once they're over and you've got the three points. I can look back at it. I'll watch it again with, and I'll be a lot more critical over what when I watch it a second time because you know the scoreline. While you're watching it and you're, you're coming on here and you're giving an instant reaction to it. It's it's difficult to be analytical about what you've just seen because 
especially with some of the decisions, because we did everything in the first half bar score. Mm. You know, we got into great well, positions. Ross, Ross says we do need to be more accurate in the box. All teams we face will be following the Wolves Villa time wasting eleven behind the ball bus, but we do find a way somehow. Um, he, he has a point. He has a point. Yeah, he does. He does. If we if we are more accurate either in the ball before the final ball or the finish itself, if we're more accurate, Kev, twenty percent of the time you're going in a half time. 2-0 because Liverpool are probably getting 10 shots a half right yeah. on goal right and these and even if you get even if you get 5 of them are decent shots decent enough chances and we're clinical with one or two of those you're going in 2-0 and that's where you break that you know undying on, on will of some, teams undying will yeah. of teams to just defend and now we're gone and it's nil though as long as they've got something to defend they've got to keep going it was the same as Wolves today against City the longer it went on the more they were willing to put their bodies on the line. Mm. And I mean, the, the things that stood out to me today that I really loved was Robertson un- underlapping on Sadio and Sadio slipping him in all the time. It's having someone who reads that and knows to get across the front post. Now, Ox just doesn't sense it. And that's just a, a downside of playing someone like him. But more often than not, when you have a centre-forward any of the three that are fit playing in that role, you're going to score more often than not. Mm. And you, as long as, like I said, as long as you you keep making the chances, eventually some team is, someone is going to get absolutely spanked because as soon as we scored, Villa had to come out and play. And when they came out to play, we created so many more opportunities on the counter. Mm. And you, like you said, one V one defending, they're atrocious, but you, you ask them to, to defend in a block, they're very good at it. Yeah, a block with the ball you in know? front of them, I think they're quite good. Yeah, but, but, and uh, they I would mean, have been delighted with a point, you know, as long oh, as it's listen, not a, a drop-in, they were all, they're right? even okay losing 1-0 because they can take an awful lot of things out of it. But, but well, Ron, you're, Ron says, um, thanks for the super chat, he says, felt like we tried to be too intricate with our chances and then we got a bit rash just before the pen. Yeah, and, and sometimes the intricacy can be... It is intricate, but it looks like you're just not overplaying it, but it's just like, I just make that. That's the easy pass. That's the, you know, that's the, the one you expect. And you see, we hold Liverpool to such high, such high levels that if anything goes wrong, you're going, two years ago, we would have scored that. You know, yeah, 18 months ago, we would have scored it. We'd have been 5 0 up in 2018 at this stage. And it is just one of those where, where we do kind of make a hard, like, Daddy Pig says, with, one, with just a one-goal lead, we invite pressure for nothing and then miss easy chances. Yes, I agree with you. We yeah, do invite the pressure one. on. But part of, the, part of Liverpool's risk-taking is inviting teams on at times because it's yeah. the only way to get them out. You know, you, we can't argue about getting a goal. You can't say, oh, we got a goal up and then we invite pressure. That's what's going to happen. That's what you want. You would Liverpool, yeah. I guarantee you Liverpool would much rather 15 20% more pressure on their goal throughout the game if you ask them for that, if you ask them now, between now and the end of the season, we're going to put 20% more pressure on your goal. In every game, from now to the end of the season, they would absolutely snap your hand off because it means then that teams are coming out to play 15 to 20% of the game. At the moment, yeah. they're coming out to play none of it. How much do you think the Gerrard stuff affected anyone today, Kev? I don't think it affected it. If anything, I think it was uh, a plus for the players because I thought Henderson was really good. Um, Trent was very good. There was a part in the first half where I looked at Robbo when he went to pass it into Sadio and there was no need. And it's my frustration with Robbo, and I've had this out with Conroy a few times. 
he doesn't score enough for the positions that he gets in. On that left wing, he often gets into those chances that you just take a touch and smack it. And he either smacks it straight at the keeper, over the bar. He he lacks that bit of composure in the final third, a bit of confidence to that one especially that he passed into Sadio was nailed on just straight across the keeper into the top into the far corner. It was wide open for it. But the stuff with Gerard, I think it protected the Villa players an awful lot this week that nobody talked about the players. Nobody was talking about the Villa players and how they're going to line up and how they're going to play. So they just breezed into the game with nobody watching and nobody looking at them and what they were capable of. I thought Ollie Watkins did well today. Yeah, he did. For what, for, for what he could get out of it. Yeah. Um, Target had a decent game against Salah because a lot of, a lot of uh, fullbacks will wilt. Yeah, but I think but, they put I think they put extra cover in there as well. They did, of course, you know. But in general, Watkins can hold his head up. The defense did okay for what they were allowed to do, or for what they had to do. But once we got the goal and they had to come out and play, I thought all it took was the right pass at the right time, and we'd have had two or three. Mm. Well, Chris Brack says, "Isn't it mad Villa has?" Stephen Gerrard is the manager and still sing the pathetic sign on nonsense. He'd been in that oh, chance. Listen, go to Anfield and listen to any away crowd, um, bar one or two that come along with some original songs of their own. It's the library song, it's the sign on song, it's, mm. you know, all this sort of shit. Um, half of them aren't more being there, to be honest with you. You're actually better with the lower league teams coming because they talk about their own side rather than Liverpool when they get there Gary Mack um, Gary Mack sorry I keep calling him Gary Mack I'm going to call him Gary <laughs> Mack now I can't help it yeah. he says let's look at it in context it was an occasion today we all knew that was going to be a tough game to come out the other side of the win is um, is all we could ask it's scary Gav Brentford traumatised my heart just can't take us as daddy pig and Aaron Hudson is making um, some serious claims here and I don't know if I, he or I can back them up he says Gav will wash your car if you hit the like Leave a review, he will take you to dinner. I never said that. What's it? Did, I, did I ever say I love washing cars? I do like washing cars. I do. I have this thing about washing cars. Oh, no. It's very therapeutic. really is. Yeah. AirPods in. AirPods in and away we go. Um, but um, look, um, I don't know. There's, there's 130 odd people watching. If you all hit the like button, we'd be all delighted. And um, as I said... I mean, what, what did you think with the penalty claims? Do you think... They should have been batted away, or were they nailed on, or how did you how did you see them the at the time? And, oh, the Salah one was nailed on. Um, that was that was two penalties. I mean, Gary Breen on commentary was like, "Look, that's two penalties." Yeah, am I surprised, Kev? That's the thing. You know, the referee is not good today. Atwell is not good today. So I'm actually it's inbuilt in me. Um, very early in the game that you're not going to get a lot out of him. Surprised we get the penalty, but he's no choice really on the yeah. Salah one. But any sort of, you see, if he has any sort of doubt, he's not giving it for me. And that's where, yeah. where it's going. Plus, when it goes to VAR, it has to be a clear and obvious mistake. Exactly. And you can, it all depends on where you read it. And they're not going to go against referees. They, they just don't, you know, unless they call yeah. the referee to the screen and say, have a look at it. They're not really going. It, it's just one yeah, of those. It's like, it's like the earlier one with the Moutinho handball. I couldn't get over that. Yeah. Because that just isn't handball in any way, shape or form. But yeah. the fact that he didn't go and look at it. Yeah. It was like, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. I said it's a, and I said it's a pen and it's a pen. Grant, but... VAR have clearly gone into his ear and said, because it's being checked, every penalty yeah. is checked. Oh, yeah, They've yeah, clearly yeah. gone in his ear and went, 
oh yeah, that looks grand. Yeah, go ahead. Whereas anyone, look, I, I don't care what anyone says. They should be going over to the screen and checking most things. They should, of course. Because if anyone on VAR is looking at that, you're saying to yourself, hit his body, hit his hand. But, uh, do you know what? Go and have a look at it. Just go and have a look because there could be, be an sure. argument about it, hitting his body or hitting his hand or, yeah. you know, in the case of the Liverpool ones, ah, oh, yeah, he, he, he could have hit him, but he, mm, I'm not too sure. But they're not going to. They're not going to. We have to learn to deal with this, Kev. You know, yeah. we can all talk about, you know, ticker lines and stuff, and I don't want to get into this t- too big because no, no, I'm no, really yeah. annoyed over it. <laughs> but, but we're going to have to get used to the fact that when it comes down to these things, there isn't a clear process. You know, some they look at, some they don't. Some, the, the VAR says, no, that's that's a penalty. Don't need to go and look. Just just put it in, in practice. That look, if you give a penalty, where do you think it's absolutely nailed on? Go over to the screen and confirm it. And double check it, yeah, yeah. because if you it's don't, there. If you and don't and it runs on and the fella comes in your ear and says, there might have been contact there, come and have a look at it. Right, okay. It might lengthen out the game a little bit, but it, it means there is a process. And that's at the least biggest and at least the fans can be safe in the knowledge that he has looked at it. He has double-checked it. And exactly. he, he believes he's right. Exactly. And we're you not know, sitting here talking about processes exactly. or the way they do things. Because, as I said, and I'm saying this for ages, and I argue with Andy all the time about VAR, right? I think we've nearly agreed not to talk about VAR between me and Andy <laughs> anymore, right? But I always keep saying to him, Andy, we can talk about angles and lines and this and that. And he said this and he said that. This isn't a game of Chinese whisper. Just put it in place as to if it's a penalty decision and I don't give it, the guy in the year is going to tell me to go and look at it. If it's, I've made a big mistake. If I give it, regardless whether I think it's absolutely stonewall, I'm going to go across, have a look at it. Everyone sees it and goes, he's made a bang on decision. And you end up with a hell of a lot more respect. Plus, yeah. if you make decisions in and around, not the box, in and around midfield or on the wing, you get a lot more, you get a lot more, um, rope, I suppose, leeway. Yeah. Because, Fettler's go, oh, do you know what? He's probably right because he's checked four things there today and he's been yeah. bang on with every single one of them. All right? Now, yeah. the whole idea is to speed up the game by him just in his ear, fella will tell him and blah, blah, blah. But just make him do it. Just make yeah, him do it. Because you know what? For the sake of a few minutes, Hold on. I think everyone if, would have if, more if, confidence if, in it. If a fella goes down in the box and you don't give a penalty and he gives a corner, in the amount of time for all those players to surround the ref and go, that's a pen, that's a pen, that's a pen. In that minute it takes to take the corner, he could have just went, hold on, and just have a screen. Listen, put screens behind the goal if you have to. Don't just have one on the sideline. Right? We all watch rugby. We all just, see but, it. No, but what I'm saying is, instead of that screen being on the halfway line, they should have one behind each goal and one on each sideline that he can just go to either of them, the nearest one to me, bang, check, give me a look. Yeah, no, it is. It's a corner. And we move on. That's it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, there's no reason why not. No, there's no reason whatsoever why not. But look, that, that's where we are. Yeah. Uh, Darius Hyper Super Chat says, uh, Tyrone Mings equals day on Lovren. <clears throat> What I would Lovren say is... <clears throat> what? Lovren was better with the, feet, with the ball. Mings is a good defender. Yeah. But when the ball's in front of him... Correct. He's grand. Same he's, as Dexy. Yeah. Ball's in front that, of him. That unit, that unit would like, likes to defend probably on the edge of their box, if not a little bit deeper. In a unit, moving forward together, moving backward together, wherever it is. I just find when the, ball, when the, when the whole thing is spread out, they get into trouble. Minx turns like the Titanic, and at the end, that's his. That's always going to be his downfall. It's not his fault. It's just the way he's built. And you know, there's some teams that he'll he'll be absolutely fine for, and he'll do okay at Villa. Yeah. But you put him in international football where he's asked to play a high line, different game, different kettle of fish. He's just not that kind of player. Yeah, it's um, 
it's 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 oh, look it's it's the end it's, it's just the way they are but you have to you have to you have to look at Gerard and, and Villa and, and they're very early in their in their progression under him you know what I mean and Tor mm-hmm. says transparency Gav is this your first day when did football do common sense no it's not my first day talking about this you know that and you're trying to wind me up um, but I, I've said it from the start you know I'm, I'm not yeah. against correct decisions being made regardless what way they go but if you have a set process in place it's a bit like it's a bit like this COVID stuff around sports yeah right Where and I don't want to bring this up because me and no, Matt, it's fine. me and Matt from the Tottenham blog had it, and you as well got into yeah. heated arguments about this the other day on Twitter I, I, and my whole point to it is I have no problem with games being called off the health of the, the health of the team and the players are upmost in everyone's concern right It's that's their biggest concern yeah, yeah. but my whole point is if Spores turn around and say we have an outbreak of COVID right Spores should put a set amount of information forward for the public domain now now People's argument is, well, you don't need to know. All you need to know if the game is going on or not. No. Well, maybe correct. But if sports come along and go, listen, we have eight players that have appeared in, um, who have all appeared in our last three Premier League games, um, or our last five Premier League games, and they currently have COVID, and we have five staff that would be there on match days have COVID, right? That's grand. That's all they have to say. Don't have to name anyone. Yeah. We know that then. And then the Premier League come along and say, Right, well, we all know the protocol because we've put it out there that if this happens, this is the this is what goes on. Nobody knows what's going on, Kev. No, Nobody. There's just no games are being called off. And what's happening is, and I said this to Matthew today, clubs will be asking serious questions internally within the league as to what's going on there. Yeah. And again, the lack of transparency over things, the lack of protocol and the lack of a timeline as to whenever ha- anything happens is always the major issue with things. And that's what causes people to ask questions. Like, yeah. uh, gain an advantage because you have COVID. Like, I don't even, it doesn't even come into my mind. No. Because it, you can claim sports will, will get an advantage okay but Spurs will probably end up having to play about fucking 11 games in January because of this it's no well, advantage to them the Europa Conference game had to be played by the 31st of December that's not going to happen yeah um, Ren don't have an available date and they start their winter break on December 22nd and Ren's priority is Ren yeah. not Spurs yeah rightly so um, I'm with you in the fact that this Premier League all they need to do is come out and say Spurs don't have and the worst thing is this can happen to any club this can happen to Liverpool Manchester United Man City COVID can spread through any club really quickly mm-hmm. but the Premier League need all they need to do is Spurs with what they have available between the under 23s who've played first team football and the first team they don't have the number of players we'll test every day and when they do have the required number of players then they can start returning to training. Now, apparently the rules around Premier about around athletes is different to general public. I don't believe that for a second. Uh, I, from what I know, they have to quarantine for t- once you pass once you've been diagnosed with COVID, you have to isolate for ten days, and then you can start back training once you've had a clear PCR test or antigen test on the other side of it. Hmm. Now. Their 10 days should be up the day before they play us. Yeah. Now, in that time, they won't have trained apart from training on their own. So are the Premier League going to turn around and say, well, now that your players are clear of COVID, your staff is clear of COVID, now you can go and play Liverpool on the back of 24 hours notice. In the meantime, we're sat here twiddling our thumbs, 
especially people in this country who are traveling to those games, do you go and pay for your PCR test? Do you go, you know, change your dates for your flights? Do you keep your travel plans as they are? This isn't all about Spurs. This is about the public as well as the Tottenham Hotspur team. Yeah, but for me, for me, it's it's about just, I'm not asking for their life story. I'm just asking no. for uh, an agreed amount of information from the club and a set criteria from the Premier League. And if you have that in place, nobody has to ask questions. Nobody has to go online and go, oh, Spurs are trying to get out of this game. No. Nobody just go, people just go, well, Spurs have said this and that's what they've done. And we know that the Premier League's reaction to that will be this. And then we just move on. Simple. We move on. And, and again, it's and, all and, up in the air at the minute. Nobody yeah, but there's, so much, there's so much in football that just, they don't have a criteria for anything. No. Um, we also need to accept the fan behaviour as part of the reason why nobody wants to be a ref and that's why the pool is so shallow, says uh, Laszlo Panaflex. Yeah, that's true. But I think I think referees would gain and gain a lot more respect and a lot more leeway if they were to just take the time to look at TV screens whenever a big challenge goes in or a penalty and stuff people would actually respect them more and have more time and actually give up going oh he should have done this and he, no he's done everything properly yeah and nobody more so with red cards than anything yeah you know, especially red with cards, red penalty stuff like that big challenges yeah. whatever it might be but um, the game anyway you yeah know, there's no excuse not to it's um it's it's look it's, it's. I could say it's an argument for another day, but there's plenty of days where we're probably going to have it's, this argument. Yeah, it's this every day. Nothing, so will, nothing will change. Um, yeah. We're going to have a big look at this game tomorrow on the Fatback 4. Um, yourself, yourself, Shani and Keith from 10 o'clock tomorrow night where we go through the game in a lot of detail. This is just a reaction quickly to it. Um, we're both, I think, in agreement that it's a good three points. It was a decent performance in circumstances that were a bit strange with the return of Steven Gerrard. And we, we keep pace with Man City, who dogged the win, and Chelsea, who dogged the win. Um, but uh, do you know what, Kev? Oh, go on, I'll ask your man of the match. You can change your mind from tomorrow night then if you want after watching it back again. I thought Trent was excellent. Um, I, I'd give it to Trent actually because I thought his everything that he did today was spot on. His defending was really good, his pressing was high and accurate most of the time. He won the ball back a fair bit and his deliveries were really on point. We were really good from set pieces. And there was a two or three that we could have, should have done better, especially Virgil. So, yeah, I give it to Trent. Mm. Um, I'm going to hold for it tomorrow night, if that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good enough. Uh, I, do I think, think Trent, Trent, Trent is definitely in the run. Definitely for me, yeah. I think he's definitely in the run, but I'm going to hold for it tomorrow. Mm. I always like to watch it back a second time. Um, Same. Jamie Holmes says, this Liverpool have the look about them again. They aren't going to go away. Um, yeah, oh, no, I don't Jamie. think so either. Everyone knows I've I've predicted a league title from the very start of the season. Nineteen more wins for anybody that's wondering. Um, anything else before we go, Kev? No, but that's a hell of a set there, Jamie. Just threw up there fourteen ball recoveries from Trent. That's why we were able to keep him penned in. It was the work that they did off the ball in the final, in their final third. Mm-hmm. That we were relentless at times and. All it needed was a, bo- a bounce to go right yeah. and a circumstance to go our way. And we could have racked up a score today. So not disappointed. Oh, I'm delighted with the performance, Happy, ecstatic with the win. And you can enjoy my match of the day with a bit of peace and quiet in a few cans. Okay. Uh, in the UFC later. Laszlo says I have splinters. I'll go with Trenton. But when I watch it back a second time, something might catch me. Um, Robbo's getting a show. Matip's getting a show. Matip was very yeah, 
Yeah, Matt I love, was very good. I love Matip when he goes on his jaunts because yeah. everyone knows what he's going to do. Yeah. And nobody seems to be able to touch, to, to get anywhere near him. It's, it's just wrong. Yeah, I know. Where he, he was, he was very, very, very good. Uh, Red Steve wants to give it to Matip for his mad runs. He'll walk the ball into net one of these days. He's convinced of it. Um, but listen, that has been the full time Reds. Uh, 33 ish minutes, I think, um, we've done. Would that be about right? 32 minutes, which is bang on. And um, we want to do this for a half an hour show. We are back tomorrow night from 10 o'clock with the Fatback Four. Um, Monday, you have Man on Football Show. Check out that Monday. Me and Phil are talking about goalkeepers style of kicking in the 1980s that's where we're starting on Monday which is insane I'll um, tell you one thing about that go and have a look at Shea do you remember Seamus McDonough no Played for, he was the Ireland goalkeeper before Packy Bonner right and he scored two goals direct from goal kicks back in the 80s when he was uh, I can't remember where he played but I can remember him scoring two goals in his league career direct well, I, from I, goal kicks I have I have um, I have I have a story about um a goalkeeper from your neck of the woods, um, um, from domestic football in Ireland. That every time he got the ball in his hands, I've, I actually thought he was going to kick it the full end of the pitch into the goal. So there you go. Um, <laughs> but um, that's on Monday. The forum is Monday at ten PM, and then you know the week is a bit weird. We're playing. Are we playing Newcastle the Thursday? Thursday night, yeah. Yeah, so we'll do. We'll definitely do something Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then we'll see where we go from there because we're fast approaching Christmas and our, our um, schedule is going to go out the window, and we'll be yeah. clattering people together over Christmas to try bring you as much content as we can. Don't forget to like when you leave, um, subscribe if you haven't already, and if you have any feedback whatsoever on this show or anything else, leave it in the comments after the show as well. Kev, thanks a million. Um, Liverpool won, Aston Villa nil. We roll on and. Um, yeah, bring on Newcastle Jordan the week. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.